Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Prosperity Finance and Wealth. My name is Aaliyah. Please, please, please follow me on Instagram, Prosperity Finance and Wealth. And thank you so much again for tuning in. We're just going to jump right into it. This is one of my, is going to be one of my favorite podcasts because this uh, podcast is going to discuss something that I, I believe a lot of people are going through and just don't know how to navigate their way through it. Um, so we are going to discuss how to budget on low income. I've had to do it before. I'm sure a lot of my listeners have are doing or trying to do it and not doing a very good job at it or struggling, but that's why I'm making this podcast um, to help you through that and to maybe hopefully give you some tips to um, to start practicing to get you to uh, financial the financial freedom that you're looking for. Okay, so how to budget on low income. This is episode um, three, not episode two, but episode three. Yesterday we did understanding your finances because that's step one. And then this is going to be episode three, how to budget on low income. So first I want to define low, low I'm sorry, define low income. Um, I had a, someone ask me this question on Facebook, um, to define low income and I'm definitely going to do that. So when I say how to budget on low income, I mean, if, after all of the your net income, which is after all of the taxes are taken out, this is what you have left over on your paycheck. Um, and, uh, you know, most people have those a lot of taxes taken out, so they don't have that much left on their net income. The gross income, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the money you have left after taxes are taken out when you get paid every two weeks or every week, whatever the case may be. Um, and a lot in a lot of cases, um, uh, it's not that much. And then on top of you may get paid, um, a decent amount of money. And I'm not going to say this podcast is strictly for people that's make, that's making a low income because I'm speaking actually to everyone. Um, but you may have kids, you know, you may have one or two kids. You may be a single mom, unfortunately, or, you know, uh, whatever the case may be. And it, you, you just may have a low income. You don't have any money left over. You're living paycheck to paycheck. So that is me defining low income. That is exactly what I mean. Money left over after taxes or if you're a single parent and you have a lot of responsibilities as far as your kids. But I'm going to this is going to teach you how to navigate your way through that until you do get to a place of freedom. OK, so um, the first thing is cut all expenses. This is something that I know is very difficult because you're, lit, you're used to living a certain lifestyle. However, um, you're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have to give up something to receive something. Right. You have to give up some things to receive what it is that you're that you're trying to manifest in your life. So it, it just it won't come easy. You're going to have to sacrifice. So that's what I mean by cut all expenses. And these expenses, I mean, like ladies, your hair, your nails, that's not a necessity. That's just to make us look good and make us look pretty. But if you can't afford it right now, then you just don't do it. You're going to have to sacrifice for a few months until you get your finances in order. It's going to take a little bit of sacrifice. And I've had to do it, um, especially and not only at a time when I was making a low income, but it was uh, I'm trying to save money for something that I want to do in the future. I want to go on a trip. I'm trying to buy a car. I want to save for whatever the case may be. I, you had to cut some things out and say, hey, I need to be, you know, be very um, strict about my budget because I'm trying to save money for this trip I'm going on in August, for example, for my birthday. Just as an example, you sacrifice a little bit because you know that the prize, the goal is going to be much bigger than what it is that you're trying to do at the moment. 
Okay. So, um, so that, yes, the hair, the nails, memberships, um, and that's like gym memberships, uh, especially you can work out at home. I post my, uh, on my social media, uh, my personal Instagram and my personal Facebook. I post all the time about, um, working out. I, you know, I go to the gym. I like to eat healthy and work out, but I don't always post my workouts at the gym. I do home workouts purposely to show my listeners, my followers that, Hey, you don't have to, if you can't afford going to the gym, you can always create your own gym at home and work out outside to save yourself some money. Cancel that membership, especially those of you that have a membership and don't even go to the gym. Okay. You're wasting money. Say can cancel that membership and save some money and work out at home. Right. And you know, a lot of memberships these days, like my membership is $40 a month. That's a lot of money for a membership when I can just work out at home. And likewise, I know other memberships are, you know, like uh, LA fitness. I have one life fitness. Um, I know a few others that are like $40, maybe even $50 a month. And then the startup cost is like almost $300. It's like a car payment. (laughs) So um, you can work out at home. You can cancel that membership, especially if you're not going or if you're not, if you don't have the time to go to the gym If you don't find you, if you don't find yourself in the gym for that membership, at least four to five days out the week, or at least three days out the week, then what do you have it for? You don't even have time to go. So you can save yourself that 40 or $50 and cut out that membership for the gym or any other membership that you have that's not really a use in your life right now um, because you just don't have the time or it's cutting into your finance, your expenses. You can cut that just for temporarily until you get yourself in order. Um, And then next will be cable. You don't need cable. Um, They have so many different apps out there, uh, TV show apps and movie apps that cable is going to be extinct pretty soon like it's not gonna be um of use because netflix is taking over hulu is taking over um so many different apps are taking over and you don't even need cable anymore cable is very very expensive and that's definitely something that you can go without and then just pay the little nine dollars a month or fifteen dollars a month for netflix and for whatever other tv app that's out there that you can use for just for a very little cost $15 compared to $200 a month or however much your cable bill costs. I mean, which one would you choose, right? So you can get rid of that. And then internet. Internet, you don't, you know, a lot of people have uh, laptops these days. I know I have a laptop. I don't use the internet. I use the Wi-Fi from my hotspot on my phone for my laptop to do my homework for school or whenever I need to use the computer. Or, um, you know, you can just pay for the Wi-Fi with a cable company and just get the Wi-Fi password and you know, do it that way and pay, you know, your 20 or $30 a month, anything that will any, you cut, cut out all expenses, anything that's not necessary, right? All you need is the necessities to tell you the truth. You need food, shelter, and clothes on your back. That's it. Anything else you can go without until you get your finances in order. That's what sacrificing is. Okay. And, um, also I want to discuss briefly, about the, um, as far as sacrificing and, you know, the food and the shelter. Okay. Yes. You have a place to stay. That's all you need to worry about. You have food. That's all you need to, you have food in the house. So that brings me to my next topic. Um, eating out, tell your family and friends. No, I know that's very hard to do when you have your friends pressuring you to go out to eat or you have um, your family, you know, going out and doing all these fun things and going on vacations. But if you know your finances are not where if you know your bills are not paid 
and you know you are not where you need to be financially, there is no reason why you're posted up in Miami or in Las Vegas or wherever when you have bills that need to be paid. There's no reason why you should be out of town, out having living, you know, living your best life when you have bills that are past due or bills that you're not sure if they're going to be covered or if, you know, you didn't really necessarily save up for the trip. You're just using the money off your paycheck and but you still got bills that are about to be due in the next week or two. That's not how you do that. <clears throat> it's best to get your have your finances in order anytime you go on a vacation, you know, have a separate account for um just for vacation so you can put that make it a pot of money that you you know contribute to every time you get paid a savings account for your vacations but if you have you know if you're not fine if you're not in a financially good place you should not be vacationing um you need to you know make sure you and that's a part of sacrifice as well you're gonna have to sacrifice those vacations you're gonna have to sacrifice you know on that, that hair, the nails, you know, start learning how to do your own hair, start learning how to do your own nails, give yourself a pedicure, you know, it's not, you don't have to, those things aren't necessities, you can live without those, and you can learn how you, how to do your own hair, there are a bunch of tutorials on YouTube to teach you how to do hair, to do your hair, and the next thing I want to discuss is um, tracking all of your expenses, now that's where the budget part comes in, once you've cut out all expenses, unnecessary expenses, the next thing you want to do is track all of your expenses, track everything that you spend on. And how do you do that? You budget. And so how do you budget where you say, OK, I have my um, my car note is three hundred dollars. You have that written down. Um, rent is I'll just say rent is twelve hundred dollars. You have that written down light bill water bill whatever have all of your expenses written down and then you have separate accounts that's the best way to do it i'm telling you guys separate bank accounts you have a, an expense bank account this is the way businesses do it that's the only they, they don't have everything coming out of one bank account they have separate accounts for the different um for different aspects of the business so you have your expense account where all of your fixed costs right you have variable costs and you have fixed costs i'm talking about fixed costs right now that's fixed costs are expenses that do not change that's exactly how much it's going to be until you're done paying it off so that's your car note your rent your um uh your phone your phone bill your phone bill may go up i don't know it depends on the kind of contract you have but things of that nature your rent your your car note your car insurance things like that a fixed cost that's not gonna that's not gonna change you have an expense account for that, right? And then you have your variable costs. Now, a variable cost is an, is an expense that fluctuates. It goes up and down. So a perfect example would be your gas in your car. If you have a car, um, then you know that gas prices, they it fluctuates all throughout the week, every single day. That's a variable cost. And that's a cost that does not remain the same each time you go and pump gas. One week, gas may be $40. And the next week, it may cost you $60 because gas went up $2. It, it's happened, right? So you can either have a separate account just for your variable costs, or you can overfund your um, expense account for those for that those variable costs that come about um, and that money can come out of there as well but the best thing to do is to have those separate accounts and say okay this is my spending account after i've allocated my money to my expense account 
this is what I have left over for spending, right? And I love to introduce um, to my clients the, the uh, 50, 20, the 50, 30, 20 rule, right? So that's 50% goes to needs. That's your bills. That's your expense account. Have 50% of your income go there. 30% goes to your wants. That's, you know, if you have that money, you that's for your nails, your wants, your hair, um, things of that nature, your eating out, whatever. And then your um, savings, your investing is 20%. Now you can always flip the 30 and 20 and have 20 go to your wants, 30 to go to your needs, however you like to do it. But if you go based off that formula, the 50 to needs, 30 to wants, 20 to your savings and investments, then um, there's, uh, you, you should be fine. You should be fine if you're doing it the right way. So 50% goes to your needs, that's your bills, your expense account, make sure that account is funded at all times. So if you have your, for example, your car note is um, $300 and then your rent is 1200, then you need to make sure at all times that in that account, you're always, you always have $1,500 in that account at all times, no matter what. So um, for example, when you get paid, you put the 50% of your income into um, into that account each time you get paid. So that's half of the 15, the, the 1500. You wanna put in that account each, each time you get paid. That way, when your bills come about and you have it on auto pay, it, you have no worries. You just, it automatically comes out and you're like, I got that money in that account, I'm good. And then your 30% is where your spending account. So you have another bank account for that. And you have a debit card for that. And you, you know, you have your leftover, your spending account money in there. And then make sure 20% is goes into your savings account. 20%. So after the 50% of your income comes out, you have 50% left. Take out 20% and put that in your savings account and, and you know, allocate 10% to, to investment and then 10% to your savings. You have that taken care of. Then you have 20% left over and that's, I'm sorry, not 20, 30% left over. And that's going to be for your, your wants, your hair, nails, you know, feet, eyebrows, you know, whatever, eating out, whatever the case may be. Okay. And in the 50% needs, that's your bills and your groceries. That's a bill. Even something as small as your groceries, you should have that budgeted as well. You should know what you eat in your house, what your kids eat if you have kids, and you should know how much all of that comes up to because you've sat down and you went over, you have a grocery list, and you know how much everything is gonna cost because this is the food that you always eat. And this is how much it always costs each time you go to the store. If you're fluctuating what you buy each time you go to the store, then you don't really have an idea of what you're spending on or how much you're spending on your groceries because there's no exact, there's no real like structure. You want to have structured spending so that you know how much is where, how much is going where, how much of your money is going is being allocated to this, how much of your money is being allocated to you know each aspect of your life. It's very important to track all of your expenses. <clears throat> Uh, my next topic or my the next thing I want to discuss is being very discreet. So being discreet, when I say be discreet, I mean, be cautious, be very cautious when it comes to um, the how do you how you spend uh, your money um, when it comes to budgeting on a low income. Right. And like I said, I'm not just talking about, you know, the folks that don't make that much money. This is for everyone, um, but especially for people on a low income, you can't when you when you're making a low income you have to think you really really have to think about your priorities 
what are your priorities? I need you need to really think about prioritizing and saying, hey, my bills need to be paid first, bottom line. And if I don't have enough money left over to do what I want to do, then that's just something I'm going to have to become content with and say it is what it is. And I'm going to have to do it. You know, I'll catch you next time. Tell family and friends I'll catch you next time. That's not in my budget. I'm sorry. And eat at home. Take your lunch to work. Eat at home. Stop eating out so much. You know you can't afford that dinner. Why are you at the restaurant? You know you can't afford that vacation. Why are you going? Right? You want to get to a point to where tax season isn't your favorite, your, you know, your best time of the year where you're living your best life because that tax money should really be allocated to something that's going to help you in your future. To be quite honest. You don't want to wait until tax season each year and say, I'm going to live my best life, you know, each tax season. And, you know, you get this all this money because you have kids, you get $10,000 back and you have nothing to show for it at, by the end of the year. You want to have something to, to show for it and say, hey, I paid up all my bills for the year. Now, each paycheck I get when I get paid every two weeks, all of my bills are paid. Now I can really do what I want to do. Right. So you just really want to make sure that you have all of your because bills are going to bills are not going to go anywhere. That's the way of life. But you have to make sure you pay your bills um, on time. And make sure you can cover your bills. And a lot of times when people are living in poverty or they're living, um, they're not where they want to be financially. We can always blame ourselves because we could do a lot of things differently, like cut down a lot of expenses cut down a lot of luxury that we've been living and just get ourselves together for a few months. And then, you know, do, you know, do what you want to do after you've kind of, you know, tightened up a little bit and said, okay, I'm serious about my finances and I know where I want to be. And I'm going to have to cut a few things off and just sacrifice, just sacrifice for a little bit just to get to where I want to be financially. But a lot of us don't want to do that. But we have to. There's no way around it. We have to. You can't sacrifice and still try to do what you want to do because it's going to be distracting and you're going to find yourself the same place you were five months ago. Right? Right. So the next thing I want to discuss is build a plan. Um, Building a plan. Yes, build a plan or build a budget. So create a plan. I discussed this in yesterday's podcast. With creating a plan, if you don't have a plan right now for your finances, then you need to think of a, have a plan to create a plan to get your finances in order, understand the steps that it takes to get to where you want to be financially and start executing that. You can't say, okay, these are the steps. I know what to do. The craziest thing is knowing what to do and not doing it, knowing exactly what to do and how to do something and still ignoring what it is that you need to do when you know exactly what you need to do. A lot of us, like I said, know exactly what needs to be done to get our finances in order, but we don't want to do it. We still want to do what we want to do because we're used to living a certain lifestyle. And I I can't stress this enough. You have to sacrifice. You have to sacrifice. As long as you're as long as you have food on the table and a shelter over your head, you could care less about what anyone has to say about your the choices you make with your finances, because, you know, it's going to get you to a better future. You know it's going to get to get you to where you want to be. While everyone around you is living their best life and spending their paychecks and spending a whole check on drinks at the club, you know, and then a week later they're asking you for twenty dollars. 
Meanwhile, you're making a good decision with your finances and you decided to stay home that night. But, you know, in the if you think about your future and you, you think about your future and once you get to where you want to be, you're going to look back at, you know, at your friend living their best life at that time and you decided to stay home. You're going to say, man, I made a great decision. I stayed home. I stacked my paper. I got my finances in order and now I can do what I want to do. And look at them still asking me for twenty dollars still asking me for you know it's just you have to look at it that way so build a plan if you don't have a plan get a creative plan get a plan to create that plan for your finances and start executing pay your pay your pay your debt down start from biggest to smallest biggest debt to smallest debt and my mechanism or my way of um which i think is a good way to pay off your debt is and we'll go right into this next is your emergency fund build start off by building an emergency fund to one thousand dollars or however much one thousand to three thousand dollars once you've built that emergency fund to three thousand dollars that is what you that is what you could live off of for maybe a month and each check that you get paid with that is when you can aggressively start paying down your debt aggressively start paying down your bills Pay up the rent for two months, pay up the, you know, pay up your phone bill for two months, pay up your credit card bill for three, four months because you have that emergency fund and you're budgeting that emergency fund, that $3,000 to where, you know, each paycheck you get, you can just allocate that to a bill, the whole check to a bill. Right. And so that brings me to your emergency fund. Um, A lot of people don't know, but for your emergency fund, when you have a, so there are three, um, separate uh, aspects of emergency funds, right? So the first one is three months, three months worth of emergency funds. So that's three months of income. If you have a full-time job, if you have a full-time job, you should have three months of emergency of emergency funds saved up just in case something happens. A lot of us don't have that. I know, but I'm just giving you this information. You can take it and do what you want with it. Three months of emergency funds should be saved up if you have a full-time job, a secure job. That's how much you should have saved up. Six months worth of emergency funds is how much you should have saved up if you have a contract or temp position. So that's a position that's kind of a contract position is they can fire you at any time. It's not secure. Um, A temp position is the same thing. They can fire you at any time or it's an assignment. Temporary positions are usually like six months assignments. It can range anywhere from a week to six months. And so you should have six months worth of emergency funds saved up to cover all your bills just in case you were to lose your job. Right. And then for the entrepreneurs out there, when you're a full time entrepreneur, technically you should have 12 months worth of emergency funds saved up. Right. Because you need that money because being an entrepreneur is rocky and you may make a lot of money on in this month. But the next month you may make a little to nothing. So you need to have an emergency fund to be able to cover your bills because your bills will not. They're just going to follow you each month. They're not going anywhere. Right. So that's for the emergency fund piece. Three months for full time, six months of emergency funds for a contract temp position and 12 months for an entrepreneur. And um you just one second. And I believe that is all I had for um, the podcast for how to budget on low income. So I'm just going to recap. Um, I defined low income. So when I say low income, I mean, um, after your after all the taxes are taken out, what are you bringing home on your paycheck? You know, um, 
most of the time after taxes are taken out or child support is taken out or whatever the case may be, there's not much money left. And so you're wondering, or you've been struggling with, how do I budget on a low income? I don't have that much money. A lot of people think that you can't save or you can't do this, you know, because you have a low income, but you definitely can. You just have to sacrifice and be discreet with doing it, with doing so. And so the number one thing I named or I discussed was cutting all expenses. That's hair, nails, memberships, cable, internet, any unnecessary expense that you have to just cut it temporarily until you start, until you get to where you want to be with your finances, just cut it. You don't need it and start to learn how to live without it. The next thing I discussed was tracking all expenses. So that's tracking all of your expenses. Um, they have lots of different budget apps out there. I'll post that later on tonight. Um, the different budget apps that you could use uh, to track your expenses. And I also discussed tracking your expenses means using the 50-30-20 the uh, formula. 50% need, 50% of your income goes to your needs. <clears throat> that's your bills and your groceries, things of that nature. Um, your 30% goes to your, could go to your wants. That's your hair, your nails, your, you know, um, your wants going out to eat. And then 20% will go to your savings and investments because you should be investing and you should be saving. Or you could switch the needs and in, in, in savings to 20% needs, 30% investments, whichever you choose or however you choose to do that. But the 50% should always be going towards your needs to needs and groceries that that should never change. And then next I discussed um, creating a plan and building a budget so that the building a budget um, also correlates with the 50, 30, 20 rule. 50% needs, 30% wants, and 20 to savings and investments. That's building a budget and understanding, writing down all of your finances, all of your debt, and building your budget from that and setting a goal for when you have, when you plan to have your debt paid off. That helps a lot. And your emergency fund, um, a lot of people don't know about the, you know, how much money you should have saved up um, based on your job or what you do for a living. So three months, if you have a full-time job, three months of income should be saved to cover your expenses. If you have a contracted temp position, which is not a very secure um, job, not a very secure job, um, you can get fired at any time. You can get let go or whatever the case may be. You need six months of income uh, saved just in case something happens or um, just to cover your expenses. <clears throat> and then if you're an entrepreneur, then you need 12 months of your income saved to cover all of your expenses because being an entrepreneur is very rocky and your income is, is very fluctuating until you get to a point to where you're profiting um, a lot of money throughout the year. You need to have 12 months of your income saved if you're a full-time entrepreneur. I am an entrepreneur, but I'm not a full-time entrepreneur. I still have a full-time job. So that's not really the case for me. But if I was a full-time entrepreneur and doing this full-time, then I would have, I would need to have, or at least need to start building my 12 months of income saved. And when I say out of all of, out of all of these, um, uh, the three, the six to 12 months, when I say three months of income saved or six months of income saved, I mean, when you add up all of your expenses, 
that's how much money you need to have saved each month to cover at least at minimum to cover those expenses anything extra is just what it is it's extra but at least when you have all of your expenses written down and you know how much money you need to have because you know because you budgeted and you know how much money you spend you you know you need to have allocated towards your expenses each month that's how much money you need to have saved in your bank account three months worth six months worth 12 months worth okay so i really hope you all learned something if not you know just something uh based off this podcast on how to budget on a low income you cut all expenses cut all expenses track your expenses telling your family and friends no i can't do it this time i that's not in my budget be discreet be cautious create a plan create a budget build a budget and understanding how much you need to have saved for an emergency fund right and me defining low income again that's the money you have after taxes are taken out in your paycheck okay so thank you so much um you can always inbox me or comment um once i post this on social media comment below what you thought about the podcast i really hope you learned something um my next podcast i will be posting tomorrow that'll be episode four the power of a vision board that is going to be a good one as well i hope you tune in thank you so much And you all have a wonderful night.